Welcome to This Book is a Live podcast, where we allow the living, breathing Word of God speak into our heart and life today. And welcome. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You people are wonderful, but you know what's more wonderful? The Word of God is a living book that speaks to our heart and lives and speaks good things to us. And today we're going to do something a little different. Like I said about with every single podcast I've done. So I'm here with Brad. And today is the month of May. But earlier I mentioned in January, Brad was not here in the States. He was somewhere else doing something. And Brad is here to talk a little bit about what he's been doing. So Brad, it's all yours. All right. So this book really is alive. Mm-hmm. And I was in Israel in January uh, because I am um, a part of the Copper Scroll Project. And I guess the main mission is to prove that without a shadow of a doubt, this book is not only alive, but true. And there is monumentous historical and um, architectural evidence for it. Um, and so, well, not to interrupt you, but explain what the Copper Scroll Project all about. Right. So the Copper Scroll Project um, in 1952, um, they f- over in Israel next to Qumran um, in the uh, in the desert next to the Dead Sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody found scrolls and they are called the Dead Sea Scrolls and they've given so much um, historical evidence and context um, to uh, the Bible and uh, and along with the Dead Sea Scrolls there was found a copper scroll um, and and um, I went to I heard the story about how they found that copper scroll in the really amazing because they were in this cave they already got all the artifacts out and they noticed and correct me if i'm wrong they noticed that part of the they realized part of the wall had actually collapsed in mm-hmm. and that it actually there was something else on the other side and they broke through and they found this shelf with this scroll but here was the thing the scroll was green and it was green because it was made of copper and it corroded and that's why it's called the Copper Scroll. And, the, and well, I don't want to take steal the thunder. Go ahead, Brad. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, the ceiling had collapsed above it, um, so it was kind of hidden away. And this was a different cave than the main cave where they found the scrolls. This cave mm. was about a mile away. Mm. Um, but yeah, so um, now the Copper Scroll has been. Um, translated and it is uh it's just a list of of places and things it gives no little extra like his like it doesn't plainly it's not it's not a story it's it's just a list of places and things um and what things are in these places and so people have been trying to figure out um, where these places are and the things that are listed in these places are um, 
hundreds of talents of gold and silver and gems and um, artifacts from the first temple, from Solomon's temple. Um, and now a talent is about 75 pounds. And so we're talking millions and millions, hundreds of millions, even billions, even possibly hundreds of billions um, worth of gold and silver. Um, but really it's priceless because this is Solomon's gold and silver and artifacts from Solomon's temple. Um, so you can't talk about the Copper Scroll Project without talking about Jim Barfield. Yeah. Well, before we go to Jim Barfield, I want to interject that I have read the translation of the Copper Scroll, and it's just like you said. It's just like, here, this place has this amount of stuff, this and that, and it's like, this is wild, you know? It's like a treasure map. Yeah. And not to go to... But not, but also not go too far. Uh, I want you to explain some about Solomon, okay, King Solomon, okay. about his wisdom and his wealth, because he was he was powerful. He he was probably the wish, richest man ever. I'm a, I'm just guessing, but he, he was very powerful. And I I want you to explain some things about King Solomon. Yeah, so King Solomon had um, had amassed a lot of wealth for Israel, and um, the Bible speaks about. Um, there was so much gold that uh, that silver was pretty much worthless, um, and and this wealth came from he had different mines in different parts of the world, and he was given a lot from other um, nations because um, they just enjoyed his his wisdom, um, and and he had um, a lot of. Um, peace treaties through marriages, you could say that. Yeah, how many wives did he had? He had, he had uh, 700, 700, right? 700 wives, 300 concubines. So that was, I don't know what to say about a guy with that many women. <laughs> so Solomon used um, a lot of this gold to build the temple, um, the first temple, and Hundreds and hundreds of years later, a lot of the gold has actually diminished. Israel had spent it. Israel had um, had, uh, had had you know bought and sold and and um, and so. Well, I know that they used a lot of that gold to bribe nations to keep them from invading them too. So yeah, um, so then the. Um, the Babylonians were threatening to um, overtake Jerusalem, um, and it was it was it was Jeremiah, who um, the prophet Jeremiah, who had warned Israel that this was going to happen, and he had taken precautions um, against this happening, um, and it mentions it in the book of Jeremiah, but. Specifically addressing the Copper Scroll, um, it is mentioned um, in Second Maccabees um, and a different book. Um, but so the Babylonians came and they conquered Jerusalem, and they took a lot of the gold and they took a lot of the artifacts um, from the temple, 
um, they left a few things, and Jeremiah took the rest of the gold and silver and the vessels, um, and he took the uh, tabernacle of Moses and the Ark of the Covenant and the altar of incense that was left from the temple and brought them to a place, um, and he had five different people. Uh, he divided up the treasure into fifths. He had five different people take it and bury it, um, and nobody was supposed to know, but they put it on the Copper Scroll, the locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that there's five different people because it says so, um, and there's five different handwritings on the Copper Scroll. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, the Copper Scroll was overseen by the prophet Jeremiah, mm-hmm. um, and he had, what is it, there's... Well, to go back on what you said, that the book, uh, you said Second Maccabees talks about in another book. What's crazy about this other book, it actually talks about the scroll being colored green. So... That's amazing because when they found the copper scroll, it was green color because of the oxidation that went on. Yeah. So that was wild. Yeah. So knowledge of the copper scroll was passed down in Jewish legend mm-hmm. for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a book written in 1648 called Emek Hamelik, and that means Valley of the Kings. Um, and I'll uh, I'll read a passage out of it. These records were written by five righteous men, Shemar Halevi, Hezekiah, Zedekiah, Haggai the prophet, and Zechariah the son of Edo the prophet. They concealed the vessels of the temple and the wealth of the treasures that were in Jerusalem and every place, which will not be discovered until the days of the coming of Messiah, son of David. May it be speedily in our time. Amen. And so it will be. These are the holy vessels and the vessels of the temple that were in Jerusalem and in every place. They were inscribed by Shemar Halevi and his companions on a copper scroll. Now that's amazing because we they found that copper scroll when they found the rest of the Dead Sea Scrolls. And they're like, here's this one that was color green and it was made copper. And, it, and, they, and they talk about it like it was the weirdest one because it was the only one made of metal. The rest was, was uh, some kind of paper they used back then. But this one was metal, and it survived roughly 2,000 years of just being buried there, you know, almost, mm-hmm. that, which is incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, they found it, mm-hmm. uncovered it in 1952, and it has been, uh, it's been hotly debated on what it's talking about, mm-hmm. where these locations are. Um, well, it's very clearly on what these things, very clearly written about what these things are, but where the things are is a whole other matter. And so, if you go and you find a, um, there's websites out there that have the Copper Scroll translated into English. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go and you read it, it's very confusing. Uh, it's, it confused me. <laughs> and the only man that has ever made it make sense is Jim Barfield, who founded the Copper Scroll Project. Well, explain who is Jim Barfield. So Jim Barfield is a retired arson investigator, um, and he won lots of awards um, for his work um, and uh, and is a highly decorated um, 
investigator um, and veteran. And so he was um, he was told about the Copper Scroll by a man named Vindal Jones. Mm-hmm. Now, Vindal Jones is actually the inspiration for Indiana Jones. Did you know that? I think I heard about that. Everybody go look up <laughs> Vindal Jones. Yeah, if I'm right, the guy doesn't carry a whip like Indiana Jones does. He doesn't. <laughs> Which is a little disappointing. So Vindal Jones, his life's work yeah. was finding the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, Indiana Jones already found it. Yeah, Indiana Jones. And so, um, so Jim Barfield knew this man, um, and... Um, and Jim Barfield. Now, now, Vendel Jones was um, was close. He found, I think. Okay, if if I'm saying I'm, I may be saying this wrong, but I think it was Vendel Jones who found the um, the 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 is it the incense near a cave in Qumran? I heard there was. I don't know who it was, but there was. Uh, the story goes. They found a cave with incense, and it was reddish-looking, and it was yeah. the incense that they used in some kind of ceremony. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. But they, it, but it was like a huge heap of mm-hmm. incense. Yeah, uh, and so I think it was Vindal Jones who was credited mm-hmm. with that finding. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jim Barfield, he's got a wild story. Um, if you're listening to this, you need to go listen to interviews with Jim Barfield. I will butcher his testimony. Well, he also has a book out, too, called The uh, Copper Scroll by, what's her name, Shelley? Shelley Neese. Shelley Neese. Yeah, Copper Scroll Project by Mm -hmm. Shelley Neese. It's a great read. Mm -hmm. Tells um, a lot of the history with Jim and Mm -hmm. um, Mac and Chris Mm -hmm. and their story. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Jim found found out about the Copper Scroll, and he... um, he solved the riddle, solved the puzzle within five minutes. He knew the location of the first, um, the first item, because the copper scroll um, starts out with in the ruins in the valley of a core, mm-hmm. um, and there's only one ruins that he knew about in the valley of a core, mm-hmm. and it was the ruins of Qumran. Mm-hmm. And um, what's interesting about um, about Qumran is, you know, let's 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 do some like, um, what do they call it? Comprehensive thinking or something like that. So go back in our minds. Yeah. So, okay. But you gotta. Okay. So yeah, you gotta think. <laughs> you gotta put yourselves in the author, the authors of um, of the Copper Scroll. Okay. They write in the ruins. Mm-hmm. Everything is ruins in the Valley of Accord. So, but at the time, or everything's ruins now, but at the time when they wrote that, there was only one set of ruins in the Valley of Accord, and that's Qumran, because um, the, um, who was it? Somebody. <laughs> Man, I, br- I should have brushed up on my history. Somebody. Well, I did pop this out to do the podcast like this. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, somebody came and just wrecked this. It was a nice town. Um, they they manufacture salt there. Um, was it the Romans who destroyed it? I think it was before the the is before the Babylon Babylon um, Babylonians. Well, that would have been the Syrians or the Egyptians. 
okay, maybe it's the Assyrians. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so they wrecked it. So, mm-hmm. but there was um, there was other cities nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, there was um, what's the one up there? It's a huge tourist attract- um, Megiddo? attraction. Megiddo? No, no, that's not Megiddo. That's yeah, it, oh, you mean Harith Palace? Yeah. Masada. Um, Masada. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they had that. There was so so at the time when they wrote that, there's only one ruins. So obviously it's Qumran. Mm-hmm. Um, it's confusing now when you read it because like which ruins there's tons of them mm-hmm. but at the time of the writing of the Copper Scroll there was only one and it was Qumran and people dwelt in Qumran in the ruins they did not rebuild mm-hmm. um, the houses even in Jesus's time they did not rebuild um, the houses at Qumran they dwelt in holes and in caves so that's a miracle right there, because if they rebuilt, they would have changed the landscape. Yeah, and that's exactly why they didn't rebuild, because they knew that the items on listed on the Copper Scroll were in the ground in Qumran. And if they had rebuilt Qumran, it would have messed up the entire um, layout, like you said, and, um, and the hunt would have been way more complicated. Yeah, because nothing would make sense. The uh, directions would not be there, because the starting point is gone now or yeah. moved so here's some examples of locations um it says in the pond which is east of colite at a northern angle dig four cubits and t- 22 there are 22 talents now for there it doesn't say talents of what here's one it says in the tomb on the northeast of the um esplanade three cubits under the trap 13 talents in the eastern underground cavity at the north colite, 70 talents of silver. And in the nearby cave, in the proximity of Bet Hakaz, dig six cubits, six silver bars. So that's basically what the whole Copper Scroll sounds like. It's just location mm-hmm. and item. And, and how many, how much is there? Yeah, and, and, how, and the quantity. I mean, that to me sounds confusing, but apparently he, Jim Barfield, was able to decipher it and actually know what it's talking about. Yeah, because of his military training and his um, arson investigation um, career, he, um, he decoded it. Um, mm-hmm. And he, uh, if, you, if you read it yourself and you don't have the knowledge that he has is, is confusing, but if you... But if he just sits there and he, and he talks about it, and he very he makes it make so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, where you're like, oh, well, okay, well, obviously, he's the right man. So there's a lot of people that believe Jim is right. There's a lot of government officials. Um, History Channel believes Jim is right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I saw a program with him on there. It was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. The um, head of the um, Israeli Antiquity Authorities, before he died, thought that Jim was right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a lot of people that verify. Yeah, and this is significant because all this material can be used to make the temple again. Yes. And we know in the book of Revelation, there is a temple built in Jerusalem that the Antichrist will put stuff to sacrifice, you know. So this is very prophetic yeah, right here. So we believe that this stuff has to come out of the ground. Um and the temple has to get rebuilt in order for the Messiah to come back. And that's exactly what, um, when I read Emek Kamelik, it said um, that this will not be discovered until the days of the coming of Messiah. Mm-hmm. And so here's 
Uh, here's the, the biggest part to me about the Copper Scroll Project is it's the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant. The location is related to the Copper Scroll. Mm-hmm. Um, in well, I don't want to say indirectly. It's pretty directly. But it just doesn't say exactly like mm-hmm. the exact location on the Copper Scroll. So let me read from Second Maccabees. Okay. This is chapter two, verse one. The author writes. It is also found in the records that the prophet Jeremiah ordered those who were carried away to take some of the fire as has been described, and that after giving them the Torah, the prophet charged those who were carried away not to forget the Lord's commands and not be led astray in their minds when they would see gold and silver idols in their ornamentation. And with other similar exhortations, he told them that the Torah should not pass from their hearts, It was also in the writing that the prophet, in obedience to a revelation, gave orders that the tent, tabernacle, and the ark should accompany him, and that he went away to the mountain where Moses went up and beheld God's inheritance. And Jeremiah came and found a cave dwelling, and he took the tent and the ark and the incense altar into it, and he blocked up the entrance. And some of those who followed him came up to to mark the road, but they could not find it. When Jeremiah found out about this, he reprimanded them and said, This place shall be unknown until God regathers the congregation of his people together and shows his mercy. Then God will show where they, the tabernacle, ark, and altar are, and the glory of God will be revealed as it was revealed in the days of Moses. So, we're coming close to those days. Mm -hmm. Because we have an idea of where these things are. Mm -hmm. Now... It won't get opened up until it says, the prophet says right there, God regathers his people. Um, and so, there's a cave. Um, and it's by this weird looking hill right mm-hmm. next to Qumran. And it's called the uh, the Heap of Treasures. Mm-hmm. That's what this mound is called. Wow. The Red Heap um, is another name for it. Um, but it's called the, the, the heap of treasures. Hmm. And so there's, it's the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. You will not find a cave anywhere on this weird looking mound. But if you go to a certain location in this mound, um, there is it, something that looks a little weird and it's, um, and it's like an indentation. And then there is... What looks like mortar smeared all over mm-hmm. um, this um, possible cave entrance, mm-hmm. um, and so Jim Barfield took off a piece of that mortar and had it tested here in the states, mm-hmm. and it um, and he didn't tell him what it was, where it was. He didn't tell him anything about it. He just needed to know is this natural or man-made. Came back with the result saying this is 100% man-made. Mm-hmm. So there's a smearing all over. The side of a hill hmm. um, that is it's it's a few feet thick um, gotta be well I didn't I don't remember who what they said they actually knocked on and they could hear it being hollow founding yeah there's a video um, of my dad smacking it real hard and it sounds <laughs> he was having a lot of fun at it too <laughs> yeah and it sounds hollow um, that the history channel was supposed to have that video in so, oh, oh um, really? Yeah, but they didn't put it in. For oh, some wow. That would have been incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, 
I think the story goes, isn't that the cave that Barfield actually went up to and he was about to try to enter it and he saw two sticks? Yeah. And I'll let you go ahead and finish that. Well, yeah, the, this, the story, him and um, the, uh, um, the, I guess the second in command guy, Chris, um, Chris Knight, um, they were going up there to do research, um, and I think it was like the first time, or I think it's the first time. Uh, I think it was too. When they went and they were looking for the cave, Mm -hmm. um, is they found two sticks. Mm -hmm. Now, there's no trees Mm -hmm. anywhere near. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is a desert. So that's pretty incredible. Yeah, so they found two sticks, um, and so... I forget exactly how the story goes. I, I don't remember it well, but it was like he realized, and it was, it was I think it was a fir, it was from a prophecy in the book of Zechariah, I think it was. Ezekiel. Or, or it was Ezekiel, and he realized, I can't go there because something hasn't come to pass yet. I can't, and I, I, I can't remember exactly how he said it. And he, he went back, but yet there's been research done, and it's like, this is clearly a man-made mortar that may look like it's part of the rock and yet it's not you know yeah so the the reason that the two sticks tie together with ezekiel with the prophecy about uh, one stick saying um, judah and the other israel and them coming together as one um, is jeremiah's prophecy here in the book of second maccabees um, talking about the regathering mm. of the people, so it's so it's, it's related. Yeah, it, has there been like an increase of the gathering of Israel back to the land lately? Oh, hundred percent. There's been tons of people making aliyah. Now aliyah is going back home to Israel, right? Yeah, That's right. what the word means. Aliyah yeah. means um, the ascent. Okay, so it's sent back to their homeland. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, and uh, if you're ever in Israel, go spend some time at the Aliyah Return Center um, in what town is that? It's right. I, I never been it's to like, Israel, man. It's next, it's next <laughs> to Galilee, now, to Tiberius. Now, what was it like when did you go there this January? Did you go there? Yeah, yeah. We spent some time. Well, I spent some time with Jim in 2019 in Qumran. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that report. Yeah, I wasn't even a Christian then. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I wasn't even a believer. Um, you made a believer out of you, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and I and I and I, I. Well, we were helping him with something uh, mm-hmm. else, um, but I mean, he's just taking us through, um, and uh, and and I and the evidence is overwhelming. Um, and then in uh, 2023, in January, we went um, and we, uh, we, we brought a lot of um, influential people, people with some pull that could um, allow us to dig mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and, and showed them everything, showed them Jim's research, right. showed them the, um, the, the cave, 
in, in different locations. And what was, it, I mean, the, the center of it is the temple. Mm-hmm. This, the, you know, when I, when I came back and I was telling people about the trip, they said, what's the point? What are you doing all this for? Mm-hmm. I said, to rebuild the temple, mm-hmm. to, to, to bring prophecy to pass, to bring back the Messiah, to bring back Jesus Christ. Um, and so when we, and, and the Jewish people, that's all that they want. They, well, not the, not the, not the bringing back <laughs> Jesus Christ, but, um, but they want, all they want is the temple. Yeah. Um, if they pray for the rebuilding of the temple three times daily. Yeah. Um, well, well, also the, uh, the, the, they're, they're, they're becoming more passionate now more than ever and it's been growing from what i heard mm-hmm. that the the jews are wanting to rebuild the temple which is just unheard of before because before it was like a, a very small percentage like not many and it's just grown by leaps and bounds like rebuild the temple yeah and and with the church it's like you clearly see a temple if referenced in the book of revelation when the antichrist is in power so how can he come in power unless the temple is built soon? And it sounds like the Lord's coming is very soon now because the whole temple, the uh, Copper School project is it's coming more and more alive. The Jews are demanding, are wanting more and more the temple. Um, there's a temple institute in Israel that are training Levites to be priests. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how big they are, but it's you're just hearing all these reports and the only thing you can think is the Lord is coming soon. The Lord is coming back soon. Yeah. But I do want to go back to the whole, was that Alia Center? Uh, tell me what you saw there this January at the Alia Center. Or, um, yeah, so um, met one of the um, one of the directors there, I forget his name. Um, and uh, it's there in Tiberias and they're helping people um, find asylum in um, in Israel people who um, some people can trace back lineage to um, with uh, to to Judy um, was Jewish mm-hmm. um, and some people don't but you know it's it'll be okay they um, if they want to come to Israel then they can through the Aliyah return center hmm. um, and uh, and we support them, um, and we we go over and we visit. We got a tour, and um, they had a lot of people from Ukraine. Um, oh, really? Yeah, when we were there, and uh, and they were helping them out. They're tr- trying to help them, you know, teach them to trade, um, to get them jobs, get them reestablished. Um, dig their roots um, in Israel because well wow, that's really neat yeah teaching them teaching them Hebrew and all that it was <laughs> it was cool they have like soup kitchens and stuff like that places for veterans to stay or um, really? or service members uh, uh, one question I want to ask is um, did they mention a notice difference in the amount of people coming now than before like maybe more of a passion or a hunger to come back home or yeah um yeah people 
Well, it's more. It's more like um, it's 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 more for um, like a emergency situations, mm-hmm. um, refugees. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, they they're overwhelmed. Really? Yeah, they 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 can't keep enough food. They can't keep enough clothes. Um, they can't keep enough housing. Like they're overwhelmed. It's really, really that that yeah. many people coming back home. Yeah, and I mean wow. we we travel like all over Tiberias and with all their different like storage places and different ministries that they have in the city and it like travel almost like all over half of it pretty much. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it's it's all like donation based. Yeah. That's incredible. Um. What was I talking about? <laughs> well, we were talking about the. Um, oh, my mind went blank. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, when we were um, when we were meeting with these people, um, the man who was in charge of excavating Qumran mm-hmm. just happened to be there that day. We he wasn't even invited. Wow. We sent our invitations, but the man who was in charge, just happened to be that day, there that day, and he knew about Jim Barfield, he knew about the Copper Scroll Project, and he was so excited that we were there on the day that he was coming. Um, and wow. so he walked all, um, all around with us, um, listened to Jim and the research, and when he had a chance to speak, he told us about um, rabbinical prophecies about, um, about Gentiles coming and showing Jewish people where the temple treasures are, and uh, and like when um, when when it's the time to rebuild the temple. That's incredible. What else did he say? Um. Well, he said it was supposed to be Christians um, to repay in order to repay for um, for Christians destroying the temple, um, but. In seventy AD, but that was that's historically inaccurate because the no, Romans Roman. were not Christians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were definitely not, they were definitely not Christian back then. Yeah, you read some of the Roman history and stuff, and it's like, oh my word. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, he was um, he was he was very excited that there were just a bunch of Americans, um, just. <laughs> not Jewish in any way, showing them where, like, here it is, dig it up, rebuild the temple, let's get this show on the road. Wow. Well, we're basically at our end. Uh, any more thoughts from your trip that you took this January, or anything else you want to share? Um, just, uh, just get the news out, do some research on the Copper Scroll, um, get, share with Get Jim Barfield's books by showing me. The yeah, buy the project. book, yeah. read about it. Um, there's a go to the website, um, YouTube channel. Uh, what's the website name? Copper Scroll Project. Ah, okay. Let me, let me look up. Just, I'm pretty sure that that's the domain. <laughs> okay. Now I know that Jim Barfield did a lot of YouTube videos, and I I know he he, he there was a clip of him on the History Channel. Yeah, there's a few episodes mm-hmm. on the History Channel about the Copper Scroll Project, and the website is copperscrollproject.com. Okay, thank you very much. And um, anything else? 
Yeah. Uh, Copper Scroll Project does not need your money. It does not need anything. If you want to give, you can. But what we need is more people to know. That's We just need more people to know about um, th- these things. Um, because there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's out, out there that's not true um, about where the Ark is and mm-hmm. about where the temple is mm-hmm. um, or supposed to be or was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we need is to just get knowledge about the Copper Scroll out to people um, and get groundswell, get, the, get people wanting the temple, wanting the return of the Messiah. Okay, so, well, we'll call this a day. Um, you want to pray? Yes, let me find. Okay, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, all the way to verse 23. And please be in prayer, and please share this podcast with your friends and family to get this out, okay? So, go ahead, Brett. May the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, where are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all.